0: Greetings. My name is James Major Burns, and this is The Third Degree with me, your host, James Major Burns. And I almost started singing as I entered this episode because people have been telling me I need an intro. And I'll get that intro when I feel like it. When I write my jingle, whenever it comes to me instead of me searching for it, I will write it. Until then, you can enter this episode with my beautiful voice, Right? Right. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'll get right into this again. You know what I'm going to say until the show is over. Shrek the musical at Lock Comedia Dinner Theater in Springboro, Ohio, until August 11th. You can catch me there as Donkey. Um, Also, you can see me next in Dream Girls the musical at the Youngstown Playhouse. It opens September 6th. And it runs for two weekends, so that's just six shows, unfortunately. This one was 50-plus. But yes, don't miss out on that show because it's directed by none other than my beautiful fiance, Treville Maurice. So ladies and gentlemen, let's remember, follow me on your social media everywhere, James Major Burns on most sites, I am James Major on Twitter, and Big Balls 5 on Snapchat with the number 5, Judge Your Mom. Let's not forget that this is a safe space and outlet for myself and others to speak on things going on in our lives and our world. This is a chance to share what's behind the mind of a creative versus what the world sees us to be. Because what you see is not always the truth. And you don't know me. Don't walk up to me touching me. Hi. But yes, here we get to learn, laugh, love, and share together. So ladies and gentlemen, today our guest is very sweet. The Sugar Plum Fairy and Gingy in Shrek the Musical, Mary Christine Vossieberg. Hi, guys. And the crowd goes wild. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's oh. Mary. It's Gingy. It's the Sugar Plum Fairy. Hello. Oh, Hi. <laughs> it was like your Gingy voice. The star. Oh, yeah. That was good. That was good. How are you, Mary?
1: I am good. I'm good.
0: Just... Enjoyed my days off. Happy yes. to be back. Yes, yes, yes. Somebody today was like, we had a long week. I'm like, no, we didn't. Nope. (laughs) It was the same same three three days. days. (laughs) And Wednesday, I get up and I just start counting down. I'm like, ah, yeah, this was nice. And I love doing the show, but my costume smells like an actual donkey. So, um, have you ever been to a farm? Yeah, Yeah. that's me in my suit.
1: You don't even need to just come to Shrek Musical.
0: Listen, come to the boys dressing room and Mm. it gets really real in there. So we're going to dive right in today, Shrek the Musical. Is this your first professional gig?
1: It is not. I've Ooh. done one other professional show. It was right as I graduated high school. I was in The Sound of Music. Um, but this is my first long running show. Like that show only ran for four weeks.
0: Were, were you contracted?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yes. Oh wait. Right. Well, this is Mary's. Second, Second
0: professional show. Yes. And that's when you were Mrs. Brill?
1: Uh, no, that's Mary Poppins. Oh, wait, what show did you say? Sound of Music.
0: Oh, Sound of Music, sorry. I, I was
1: like, none number two.
0: I was just thinking Julie Andrews. You know,
1: sorry. that's
0: fine. You know, that chick, you know. People she's get us
1: confused a lot. A
0: lot of stuff, right. <laughs> so, how was that process for you?
1: Um, not very good. It oh. was. It, it was all, it wasn't what I was expecting. It was very serious the whole time and nobody was having fun or joking around and we weren't like all of the nuns were adult women like my mom was also in the show so they were all like in their 40s and, and this is the
0: sound of music mm-hmm.
1: oh. and they were like not there to have a good time it was all work the whole time they had to
0: be serious professionals yeah uh. so it was
1: it was weird coming from high school theater where everyone is only there for the social aspect right. to then be
0: and depending Very on what serious, school you go to, yeah. talentless.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I tell
0: you, <laughs> I love supporting theater, community theater, high school theater and all. But I also want to see good productions. And sometimes um, there's just not kids in the shows who are talented. And it's like all the other kids in the school who probably can sing their faces off just don't want to do theater.
1: So I'm like, I don't know. Or no one's serious about it. Like, they'll be okay, but you can tell like nobody cares.
0: (laughs) I saw a little shop of horrors one time a few years back and the girl who played Audrey was Hispanic and she barely opened her mouth to sing. Mm -hmm. And I said, she's Hispanic because, you know, Audrey's usually white.
1: Yeah.
0: And I was like, oh, okay, they're switching it up. So I got excited. And um, Seymour was black, my son Marquise. So I was like, all right, we're about to do this and he can sing. So when she opened her mouth, well, you know, Barely. Barely opened her mouth to sing. I was just like, ooh, wait a minute. And I found out, like, they had um, auditions. So they also did Cinderella that year. But you could not be, like, leads in both shows. And for me, I'm like, see, this is the problem. This is just like that sports in high school. and You might not like what I'm about to say. Sports in high school always, I've heard coaches say, if you, I'm going to pick the player with great effort and great grades. Well, grades don't win championships. And grades don't get you more money for your basketball team. So if Arthur gets straight Cs and he has a A, a on the court, I'm choosing Arthur. Arthur. Yeah. And just because Jonathan gets straight As and he's a C on the court, does not mean he earned the right to play. Because what he earned is those grades. Yep. And I've heard coaches say that, and I do not like that. I'm like, so you're just gonna keep having to lose a losing record for the next ten years because you want to put kids on the court who have good grades what does that have to do with basketball?
1: It doesn't.
0: And I understand. I get it. I get it. But again, um, these kids go to school. Sometimes also this is like their way out. There are kids who aren't, that into academics, but they do enough to get by or they're doing all right, but just because they're not making straight A's or are honor roll. they
1: excel. Exactly. That's what they, yeah. where they
0: excel. That's what their dream is. That's what they want to go to school for. And I think we should have more schools, um, at younger ages for kids like athletes or, um, creative students. Because for me, I know I did not want to sit in a classroom all day. I often got in trouble because I was standing up, I was talking, I was trying to make people laugh. And it's you because too. I didn't learn the same way. I didn't want to be in the classroom. No. I was not enjoying it. And I didn't understand why I had to shut up all the time. Yeah. And I get it. I'm like, why do we have to be quiet? It's freezing cold in here. I'm sitting down. I'm getting tired. and I have to stand up. Yep. So think about that in the future. I'm going to just be like LeBron James one day and just open up my own school. There yeah, me go. and what money, huh? <laughs> so anyway, Shrek the Musical, when did you find out about auditions?
1: So... I found out about auditions when I was in Mary Poppins with Jason, our lovely Shrek, Mm -hmm. and he was talking about auditioning, and he said, have you heard of Lock Media? And I said, I had, but I had never seen a show here, just I knew it was professional and that they hired professional actors and stuff. Um, And he said, oh, I'm auditioning, you should come audition with me. And I said, okay, like, what the heck, you know? Right. Audition experience is audition experience, so I said... Sure, I'll go. Um, and we went to the audition together, sat in the super long <laughs> process so funny. All I, of it. See, I
0: don't remember seeing you
1: guys. That's weird because Jason is so tall. Right. As am I. I was like, right. we could see over most people that were I at wrote, auditions. What number were you? Um, Like you were, 60 or 80 or I something I was really about, low. I
0: want to say I was about like, 30-something, but I feel like I was like between 30 and 40.
1: I I got there at like 945, and I was that low on the list. I
0: don't feel like I got there until 10 o'clock.
1: Oh, really? So you might have been before me. There's no way. But then I was was one of the last people. I don't remember.
0: Oh, okay.
1: I don't really remember. I don't remember seeing anyone that was in the show. I was kind of just talking to Jason to try to calm myself down.
0: (laughs) Oh, were you very nervous?
1: Yes. Why? I hate auditioning. So much. I just...
0: It is nerve-wracking.
1: Yeah, because you don't know if they're going to like you yet, because you could go in there and do your best work and nothing happens, you know? Um... But I love callbacks because, you know, they like you already. You get at to sing this bit. material. Right. At least a little bit. You get to sing the material, maybe for the last time. Right. Love actually being <laughs> in the show. I don't ever usually get nervous once we open the show because I'm solid in what I'm doing and I know what I'm doing. But it, I just, I hope that eventually I get to a point where auditions don't freak me out so
0: right. much. And I haven't been on many auditions, especially like professional auditions, but the the few ones that I have been on, the first couple I was like definitely nervous but once I got to like the third or fourth and I think I've probably been on like seven or eight like total and, and including this one but um one time I auditioned for a Ragtime's times national tour Now I didn't think I was getting in that show at all but I, I went because a friend of mine was like we should go audition for it it was her like dream role wow. and she we knew the odds were against us because she really wanted to be in the show but she played Sarah for years and she's thick thick black girl. I'm like, mm-hmm. we don't have like much of a chance, but why not? Let's go. We don't know. Just never say never. So we went, they like typecasted and everything. So she got typed out and I was like, Oh, I'm nervous. So, but I like made it past typing and I had never been, I, I didn't even really know what typecasting was. I thought it was just like, Oh, you're funny. You're going to play a funny role. And which it is. But I was like, Oh, I didn't get like you walk into I also room. didn't
1: know that until and like, talking to you guys when they said what typing out was. And I was like, yes. I had never
0: heard of that before. So I walked into a room with like 12 guys and I was in my front line. I'm like, hmm, hmm hands on my sh- hips. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, hi. Yeah, happy to be here. And they were like, hey guys, um, turn around. I was like, oh, oh okay, I don't, I don't know where this is leading. I, I stick my booty out a little bit. Um, then they were like, okay, turn back around. I was like, hi, smiling. And they were like, all right, thanks, you can go out now. I was like,
1: what? Wait.
0: Wait, wait, what is this? And then that's when somebody was like, where well, they, they're they typing. But they had to do that for almost a thousand people. So I was there from eight o'clock till past six o'clock at night.
1: That is wild.
0: I was like third from the bottom of the list. So I kept running downstairs. I was like getting soup, getting water because I was drinking it all and I was starving. But I didn't want to leave because I didn't want to not hear my name. Oh yeah. So I must have missed my name when they were like calling the names of who no. made the type. So people kept walking up to the guy like, hey, can you go through a check on picture? Hey, can you go through? He was like, okay, I'm going to go through one more time. And my friend who was there at the time was not not right because I listened for her name. She didn't listen for my name. I was like, you ain't nothing. Mm. But next thing I know, i am in line getting soup and here she is. I'm like, well, you supposed to be watching out. This We're trading off. But anyway, so as he's going through these, this big stack of you know, resumes and photos, I don't see my picture. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I've been here this whole time and I didn't even make it through the first cut. Then it gets all the way down and he's calling names and then he finally gets to my picture, like, in the last six names. I was like, wow, I'm going to be here all day.
1: Oh my God. And
0: I was there from 8 to past 6 p.m. And... By the time they got down to like the last three groups, they were like, "Yeah, so we were supposed to be out of this room at six, so we have to move over to this room over here." And then they put us in groups of like six, and they were like, "Okay, um, you're gonna come in, you're gonna sing, and then you you go out, you sing, then you go out." I was like, "Oh, so now we all just gotta sing in a room together? That's not intimidating, whatever." So we, I was in a room talking to you know the other guys in the room, and we're just like, you know what, we're just gonna have a good time, and I was like, you know what, right. I'm not getting this role, so let me at least go in there and give an audition I can be proud of. And I sang, and I told this story on Bridget's episode, I'm probably sure, but you can listen to it again. But I sang, and I was proud of my audition that day, and I was going to walk out and be proud and just have my hand held high to be, to know that I had progressed in some way of not being super nervous and completely like crapping out before I even give myself an opportunity. Yeah, that's great. And before I left, he was like, hey, where are you from? I was like, me Mm -hmm. like i wasn't the only one right there because they stood in like the hallway parked by the door and i was like youngstown ohio he was like good job i was like oh my god and i said this also i was like maybe if i lived in new york city maybe he would have like kept me in mind for something else yeah but because i didn't you never know hey but i don't like to you know stress out over things like that i also auditioned for shrek the musical it was my first audition in New York City and I got my call back on the first try. I was like, oh my gosh. Ah. I went to see a show and got drunk. I <laughs> spent almost all my money also. And we only had two drinks, but the way oh, they make shows, at, yeah. um, drinks at Broadway oh shows, my gosh. it is you worth a double, it for $15. It's
1: like
0: $70. <laughs> right. Exactly. The, my single $15 drink was mm-hmm. worth it. Oh, I'll tell you, it's just a drip. It's like an eyedrop of. The mix. I'm like,
1: all right. (laughs) Great. Not trying to doubt Well, I know you're paying so much money, so they said, we better make this a heavy pour. (laughs) Right,
0: right. And then there's places I've been that don't even, like, ask you to tip. I'm like, I only have a card anyway. All right. Thank you.
1: Okay.
0: So, Shrek the Musical, you auditioned. How was your audition? Did you go right after Jason?
1: No. Jason got there before me because he lives five minutes from Lock Media, and I'm um, always late to Uh, everything. (laughs) <laughs> um so and i wasn't late but i was later than i wanted to be i wanted to right. be early so i could get on the list
0: and get um, in early and get out
1: exactly yeah, but like but i wasn't yeah so i was one of the last people so jason went a while before me and he left and i knew a couple other people there like zach who you was in our show him? no I mean, why would he we weren't gonna dance he right. especially wasn't gonna oh, dance. oh no Love we know you. that <laughs> <laughs> um But and I knew a couple other people there, like Zach, who's in our show, and we had a friend Molly who also auditioned, and a girl Allison too. Uh, So I just kind of hung out with them, and I was sorry Molly and Allison. Sorry, I love you guys. Um, I wasn't as nervous as I usually am because I did not think I had a shot at being cast in this. Because they cast professional actors, and I only have one professional credit from a couple years ago. But like that all still my... makes
0: you a professional actor.
1: Yes. Those, those, those uh-uh. Good. Oh.
0: Uh, sorry about that, y'all. I don't know what that was. That's <laughs> well, like the show today. When we were in the show, and then... Uh, let me... I have to tell the story, because... And I'll get right back to it. I'll tell <laughs> oh, it, it it's quick. Fine. There's a line that I always am, like, kind of sleep on. It's the Snothers line. Like, if you try one of them, you might not get a chance to do anything else somebody's phone went off just like that. And I was just like, I just looked out into the audience. And then next thing I know, Shrek and Fiona are like standing there like waiting. And I was like, (laughs) oh, so I tapped Shrek. I was like, excuse me, princess, you try one of them. You might not get a chance to do anything. And I'm pretty sure that it was a solid, at least 15 seconds. Oh no. And on the stage, 15 seconds is like, two hours, like a, you know, a A long time. time of just, Mm -hmm. silence and I was just like oh uh, yeah (laughs) excuse me Shrek uh yeah baby you try one of them you might not get a chance (laughs) to do anything and Ah. the phone just there were noises in the audience all night that was just I'm like what is going on first of all the audience is quiet so I could hear everything and at the end of the or one words fail. I swear when I walked out of the barn, somebody was on the phone. Oh I God. swear somebody was talking. I was like, is that Ashley who's our stage manager? I was like, but it's coming from over here. Who is talking? <laughs> right. Full conversation on their phone. So These you, you're at the audition. So I wasn't
1: very nervous because I was nervous when I first got there because there were so many people. And then as the day progressed, I wasn't as nervous because i had been sitting there now for two hours and done nothing, you know? And I really didn't think I had a shot at being cast. It was just, oh, Jason's going, and it's audition experience. So I went in, um, and like other people have talked about, we got to listen to the person before us. And I don't remember who it was. It was a guy. I thought he did a good job. Mm -hmm. Sorry, sir, you're not in our show. Right. But you still did good, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I enjoyed it. Um, (laughs) But so I walked down, gave the woman my sheet music, and I sang, and Chris and... Joe and Dave didn't even look up from the table when I was singing. So I was like, oh, I didn't get it, but I was, you know, singing my They were probably off. writing
0: down characters they thought you could be. <sighs> you never know. I'll tell you one thing. I was trying to see that paper. I was like,
1: uh, yeah, me too. Cause they weren't looking at me. So I said, well, I'm just trying to look at that paper over there, which you're writing down. Um, but it was weird. I'd always had people, you know, look at you when you're auditioning. So it was very strange. I was like, uh, I didn't get it. But that's okay. Hey, I came and I went to the show or I went to the audition and I did it. So, I was proud of myself and I walked out like feeling like I did, you know, fine, like and you I did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I and I felt pretty good about it, but again, not good enough that I thought I was going to be
0: cast. So you were just there for the experience. Yeah. Even though you've been singing for years, you have one professional show under your belt. It's what you love to do. You're just there for the experience.
1: Yeah. I really, I know it sounds dumb, but I really didn't think that I would get cast. Um, And I remember Jason texted me like three weeks after, when were auditions?
0: March 2nd.
1: okay. I think we found out on like the 14th or 17th or something Cause Jason texted me that he got Shrek and I was like, Oh my God, wow. I'm so excited for you. And then like an hour later I got a call and I was like, I'm also going to be in Shrek. Oh my God. I remember I called my mom immediately. I was like shaking at my desk at work, which also I work a, a regular people job, Ooh. work eight to five. It's pays mm. my bills. <laughs> yes. um, and so I didn't say anything to my work about this audition before I auditioned because I really didn't think I was wow, going to get cast. So- I mean, I was that <laughs> convinced. But
0: you're great. <laughs> thank you. have a you. beautiful voice. Oh, thank you. That is so funny, though.
1: But I didn't, like, go to school for theater, and I don't have a thousand credits professionally under my belt. So I, and I thought, I figured that's what they were looking for. Obviously, I don't know. Same. Um, And so I remember after I got offered, I called my mom, and we were both, like, so excited. And then I was like, Oh, I have to talk to my boss now. Wow. Oh no! How was that
0: conversation?
1: Um. So I went into her office, and I I put together a list of what when all I would need to be gone. And they know that I do shows because every time I'm in a show, I tell them, and they usually come see it. Like my boss will come, oh. and well, the a couple of our other shows, you yes. usually have the rehearsals exactly, night and, and it's never conflicted. But they they all are very excited when I do a show and all come and support me and it's really nice. Um, and, and they I walk- know how good you are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> toss, toss. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but so I walked into her office and I basically laid out the conflicts and I said, um, I'm sorry I didn't say anything before I auditioned. I really didn't think that I had a shot at so
0: funny being
1: cast. Um, and I said, if it's a no, I totally understand. So you I thought knew- you
0: had an absolute zero chance. Yes. Zero. Even like the most non-talented person probably thinks they have some percentage I of the honestly
1: chance. didn't think anything at all
0: <laughs> no you know that you have a good voice
1: I, I it's yeah I guess I don't know it feels weird to say why yes I don't like I feel like I'm being cocky but you can
0: call yourself like a bad singer I, it's, easy, it's easy to be like well I'm not that good yeah why is not harder to say I am good
1: I don't, cause I don't want to come off like a who diva. Cares? People or say right, and an that's ass. why
0: I well, you know, both. I've been called both, you not know, <laughs> hey, yeah. here. Um, it was I had to like James Major Burns. The character in my head is that person who um, is confident, is the diva. And remember, diva doesn't always mean negative. You know, some of the divas are the most hardworking yeah. people in our business. Ask me. And it's name. it's
1: odd because I would say that I'm a very confident person in my everyday life but when it comes to my my like singing and acting abilities it, it feels strange to say And I will say,
0: especially when you get into a new environment where you know this is other people's job all the time like right. like you said um i'll share my little audition story very briefly yes, please. um i saw that shrek the musical was going on and i was like okay Maybe I'll go, maybe I won't. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm just going to go. I'm done with all these other shows right now. I decided I was going to take a break in Youngstown from doing shows so I can like get my head on my shoulders and see what I was going to do next. But I will say this. I've been doing community theater shows for years. And I went on a string of shows to where I was just in shows with people who didn't take it seriously, didn't care. They were just having fun. And I felt like I was kind of outgrowing some things. I was like, I want to be surrounded by people who live and breathe this. And I don't know what level of professionalism that is or where I need to be, but I think I'm ready. I felt, I felt like I was ready. So when I saw the audition, Trey actually told me, he was like, you're going to get it. I was like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know, but I thought I had a, possibility of getting it, even before I came to the audition process, because of how much I love Donkey. I've done it two times before and how much I felt like I have progressed in my abilities and how hard I had been working also. And I was like, I'm going in here. I'm going to have a good audition. I'm going to work for it. And I believe that I felt like I could at least get in the show so then I like checked out the website and I saw all the leads mostly are like from New York City or they have like all of these credentials or they went to school, which I did not go to school either. And we gonna get into that. Yes. Um. And I was just like, hmm. Like when I saw that, that was the one thing that was like, maybe I shouldn't go. So I came, I drove here, I got up at six o'clock, got here like by like 10 o'clock audition and they all looked at me. And when I got done singing, like no one clapped, they were like, all right, thanks. I had a whole plan. of how I was going to come in and be like, I'm James Major Burns. Didn't do that. I just clammed up with somebody walked to the bathroom and I talked back and forth with them. I made them laugh, but I was still like nervous. Yeah. I don't know how much they could tell, but I know when, how I talk. I was breathing like, hey, yeah, and, uh, uh,
1: mm-hmm. quickly. Yeah.
0: So I was trying to calm myself down, but I got very nervous and I like psyched myself out in that process. But I thought I sounded beautiful because I recorded my audition with my phone in my back pocket. Ooh. Is that against the law? Maybe not. Mm-hmm. But I just voice memoed it. I thought I sounded really nice. I I listened to it on the way home. That's a good idea. went home at night and listened to it, and I was just like, oh. So I actually didn't get the call for like five weeks.
1: Oh, my gosh. I don't know why. Whoa.
0: But I didn't get the call until like April. And for those five weeks, I I beat myself up so badly. I was miserable going to work. I couldn't sleep. I was emotional. I was crying. I was just arguing and just being grumpy. because I was like, wow, I thought I had some type of a chance and I'm at least
1: getting in the show in the show. Oh, so, yeah.
0: And even, um, I was like, maybe they're going to want me to be somebody else. So I was like, do I even want to be anybody else? All I know is donkey. And that's yeah. all I've ever wanted to be. So I was like, what if they asked me to be like the big bad wolf? So I'm, then I was trying to prepare myself to accept a role that wasn't donkey because it's a professional role. Yeah. I can get the credit mm-hmm. and I've done things before, but not for this long and this far away from home. Right. So, um, I was like, I don't know uh, what's going on. But so I got the phone call on a Monday I was at work, and this is a 937 area code here. To me, that screen bill collector, I did not answer. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't until like Tuesday evening or afternoon, I was like, wait a minute. I listened to the machine. And it was like, hi, this is Chris Byerly. We were wondering if you were still available to um, do Shrek the musical. They didn't say be donkey. They said do Shrek. Mm-hmm. I was like, I called her 20 times. <laughs> I called Chris Byerly like... 15 to 20 times. Oh my like, gosh. Immediately. And she didn't answer. And I was like, Hey, then I called this like, um, La Comedia. Yeah. I was like, Oh my gosh, they found somebody else for whatever they were oh going to no. offer me. And I was at my home theater in my town and I didn't say anything to Trey yet because we were already, we had already decided to do other things. So Trey's directing dream girl. So I was basically the assistant director. So our mind was already like set on that. The next and I was just like, yeah. Oh, he's going to be happy. But now he's going to kind of be like, freaking out a little bit because we're partners in doing this and now he has to replan how he's going to have to do things. So all, although he was very, very happy, he was like, he got nervous because he's like, oh, what what am I going to do? How am I supposed to do this now? Because we work together all the time. We work well together. So I told Jimmy McCullum, who I did an episode with him also, and he's the manager of the Playhouse, the Youngstown Playhouse. And I was like, they called me back. He was like, "Did you call him back?" I said, "Yeah," but she didn't answer. He was like, "Oh my gosh, so you know, just let me know." Been yeah. doing shows there since 2013. So we were laying in bed, and I got a call. I think I got eight o'clock in the morning, and she was like, "Hi, is this James?" I was like, "Yes, it is." She was like, "All right, we were calling um to see if you um would be available to be donkey this summer," and I turned into a white woman. Ah. I said, "Oh, I would love to. Yes, <laughs> thank you so much." And I got up and me and Trey jumped up and down. and then we like screamed this yes. up. And I just could not believe it. I was like, I can't believe I auditioned for a role, a lead role, Donkey, who if you would have asked me before this, name one role you would do. And although I may like other roles more, I felt like Donkey was best for my characteristics and what I have like to offer. Yeah. And I, I've been asking people questions like that. Because a lot of times our dream roles are not roles like we're good to you know, just because I can, I can sing like build a wall and like Shrek songs. I probably can yeah. sing them well, but I'm not a Shrek yeah. like typecast. Like mm-hmm. most sometimes shows you need to look like the character. For and sure. even when you don't get a role, that's the exact reason why Yep. you don't fit well, or you don't fit in with these characters. Like donkey couldn't be six, five and Shrek is five, nine, you know, like exactly. that's just completely different. So I was like, Thrilled! I was like beyond the moon and I just couldn't, I was so thankful though. And, but I, I did feel like I earned it. You know, I, it wasn't anything that anyone gave to me. It was like the first, one of the first times that I did get something. Cause a lot of gigs that I got, it's because of sometimes knowing people Yeah, and that's what the industry is about. And that's why I try to be nice because it's not always about what you know, how good or talented you are, but it's who you know. Who you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mad at that, you know, cause no. I've gotten a couple jobs like that. And I would definitely hire people I knew or a friend, or maybe I did a show with somebody. I just be like, Hey, you want to come back and do this other show? I already know I can depend on you. I don't want to have auditions for 20 people. I only want to have auditions for like five people. So be kind at pigs. Yeah, so I was just like beyond thrilled in Those first few weeks when I got here, I felt like I was the happiest I had ever been in my life. And not just from getting this job, but it, I had to think about everything leading up to this. I was like, I was preparing myself for this to be professional um, in a setting like this. And I was just so happy. You know, I'm getting married. I was happy with the things that, that were going on back home. Trey's directing Dream Girls. I was like, we always think we're doing like a bad job or not doing enough. And things eventually do pay off.
1: And that's kind of what this felt like too. I do lots of community theater, that's mainly where I do my theater. Um, and when I got this call, it was just, even more exciting basically because of like what you just said about you feel like you've worked up to this point and you've worked so hard and it feels kind of like what I was saying before about not being able to say, Oh yeah, I'm really good. Or I have a great voice because then when you don't get cast, is it, Oh, it's because I'm not good. You know, and you have to tell yourself it's because you don't fit with the picture that they have in their mind, which usually is it. But it, it just feels so hard to be like, I am talented, I will walk into this audition and kill it and be cast and blah, blah, blah. and no matter what. And that's just not how it is, you know, you could be as talented as anybody else and you just fit with what they're looking for, you know, but it just felt like even more rewarding coming from community right. theater
0: exactly where not
1: everybody cares and then coming here in an atmosphere where people you don't have to tell it them it was
0: refreshing yes i'm like oh it feels so good to not have to worry about everyone loving what they're doing and wanting You're to doing
1: it at all be
0: great and <laughs> wanting to strive for more greatness yes. than just finding something that's like oh well, this is do- this'll do no like everyone's here Pushing striving for harder greatness. Yes, and luckily we have a cast that's very kind and we all get along and I knew that chemistry was going to transfer on stage when I realized that I was like oh this is going to be a great show one because it's Shrek Mary
1: What? look no (laughs) it was plugged in it was
0: we'll be right back folks and we're back. I wanted to have a podcast or a radio show just so I could be like, and we're back. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, after 30 <laughs> minutes into the episode, you guessed it, and I'm sure you can hear by the sound of our um, voices <laughs> and how it sounds. I did not plug in the um, interface again. I'm sure I'm losing fans by the day. They're like, I don't got time for you. y'all voices to be to cracking be fair, and stuff like that. It was plugged
1: in, and then we had to test something. And, and then
0: took it out. Yeah. Anybody who's good in IT, FaceTime me so you can help me get my life together. Yes, We, we tried to it. remember. It was so close. We were. It was so close. Oh, my gosh. That uh, is so funny. I just type. I'm like. <laughs> and, and you said, uh, no. Oh. <laughs> Gingy, look down. So either way, <laughs> we were talking about um, be, this being rewarding in our cast and the chemistry and everything. And it was. Very rewarding. And I was ready to work when I got here. So that leads me, like, to my next question. What was your first impression of James' major burns when you first met him? So,
1: um, my, I remember seeing the four of you or the five of you with with Sarah, like, sitting together at our first rehearsal, and I just kind of figured the people sitting around Jason, because I knew him, were the rest of the leads. And we haven't
0: looked, I mean, you know, the black guys are usually donkey.
1: right. Um, and everybody else just kind of looked like it just fit, right. you know? Um, and I don't really remember anything from that first rehearsal because you were only there for the business stuff. And then you said, all right, bye. Yes.
0: And then I didn't have to come the next day at all. Yes.
1: Um, and then I remember, of course, the story everyone said when you were just like hanging out and Chris Meiser was like, who are you? And you were like, um, I'm donkey. Sorry. Right. I was like,
0: <laughs> I didn't know he was the director so at that funny. point.
1: Right. Cause you hadn't been there. I was like, Oh, this oh is the gosh. choreographer. Yeah. they were like, Oh,
0: he's the director too. I was like, Oh. Does
1: but really when I first remember having like an actual impression of you was I remember you guys were learning forever and we were learning our dragon choreo because we run around with a large puppet. Oh, yes. um, so while you guys were singing, we were learning our choreo. And I remember when you guys came in to sing with us while when we were finished learning it, I just remember all of us looking at each other like, Whoa. Like your voice is just like butter. I, w- I had never heard someone sing like that before. Oh, I was just like, oh my gosh. I think I didn't even do half the choreography correctly because I was just like, wow. Glad you didn't
0: have the dragon in your hand. Oh, my God, me too. <laughs> well, and thank you so much. You're welcome. I remember that first time I heard you sing Ginges. First of all, let me transfer to the, the first time when I met you, I was like, oh, cool, Mary's my age because of your humor yeah. and, like, your demeanor and stuff. I was like, oh, this chick's grown. Oh, I know I can have fun with her. She's, I'm sure she's my age. And then they were like, Mary's like, what, 22, 23? 23. 23. I was like. Not that that's much younger. I was like, Oh, she's a lot younger. But then getting to know you, I was like, Oh, well, you can still be that young and have this type of like humor and stuff. And I was like, Oh, well, she knows Jason too. Maybe you know, she's a little older than that. But I thought you were really, really funny. Like you were hilarious. Thank you. At the day when we had the business meeting. I thought you
1: were hilarious (laughs) that day. Thank you. So I was like,
0: Oh, I'm gonna like her.
1: Yes, everyone always thinks I'm older than I am. From like the earliest I can remember, everyone's like, Oh, you're like thirty five and have six kids. Yeah,
0: cool. Uh, And it's not always a bad thing for people to, like, look, you're older. It's like, yes, I I am. You better respect me. Right. (laughs) So what was your impression of, like, the cast, and what did you think, like, what was going to... Like you said, in the first show you did, you had an expectation, and then when you got there, it was not what you thought. So
1: I, because I've only worked professionally at that one other time, I thought this was going to be like that, where we would come in and everyone would be super serious, and it was work, work, because this is what people do for a living here at these shows, um... And I thought it was going to be very serious the whole time. And I walked in and people were wearing like shorts and t-shirts and I was like, Oh, okay. So this is going to be fun. Right. <laughs> Great. I'm cool. Because we have to spend about, a lot like, of time together.
0: Tattoos, Because i have never go to an audition and show my tattoos.
1: Yes. Well, you never know.
0: I will cover them up with makeup in, yeah. and during a whole run. I tell you, I would have been out there with sleeves right here. Or um, what's those? what are those like ace bandages covering yes. my tattoos? Yes. And you would have never seen them. Exactly. Because I always feel like, well, maybe they won't. I'm like, well, I'm in a donkey costume. Yes.
1: So. Um, But then once I got there, everyone was younger than what I was expecting. Um, and I could tell people knew each other. Like I could see where there were oh, existent yeah. relationships. Um, and I did know Jason and I did know Zach coming in, but um, I was very, uh, i w- not very, I was a little intimidated by the existing relationships and because they were younger than me, I wasn't sure if it was something where we would get along or they would only really be interested in being friends with the people they were already friends with. Um, but everyone was very friendly. I was so surprised that day one, everyone was talking to yeah. each other. You could tell who knew each other already, but everyone... right? Like, I remember when I sat down, David Thomas introduced himself to me, and then Bridget and Nasir both introduced themselves to me because they were sitting right there. And then Brooke, it was funny. We joked about all the bears sitting together on the first day. Oh, um, that was so funny. funny. <laughs> um, and me and Bridget had been, like, friends in social media, so we kind of knew each other. Um, but everyone was just so friendly and so welcoming. And I remember I did not check my email the night before, um, rehearsal. So I didn't know we were going to have a two hour break. So I like packed my lunch, but then I wasn't sure if anybody else was going to eat there. And like, I didn't <laughs> want to eat by myself. It was one of those weird, like you haven't really made friends yet, you know? Right. Um, and I remember Bridget being like, what are you, gonna go do you, we're going to go to Frisha's. Do you want to come? And it was like Tommy and Ruthie and Bridget and Jarrett um, and we all went, I went to freshers with them. Me and Zach did. Um, and it was so nice cause everyone was just so welcoming. It was great.
0: We like hung out that night and then Jarrett had a birthday. We like got to celebrate his birthday with him. And like yes. from the beginning, it was just like, right. Great like you guys,
1: moments. you don't even understand how much everyone loves each other. We would get done from our eight hour rehearsals and then hang out with each other still right. <laughs> somewhere else. Usually, It's
0: like, Oh no, I need to get away from exactly him or right. her.
1: And it's, it's been incredible. There hasn't been anyone and with a super like huge ego. Person, right. It's,
0: it's usually like, Oh that Shh, guy. Like, don't say anything because we don't want them to come. Right, There's and like, it's not, not one person no. in the show that's like, um, like, what are you guys doing? Nothing. It's no, not
1: like it's that like at all. No, Everyone is just so welcoming, so friendly. Oh, and I just love everybody so much. It's been so amazing.
0: So you've never done a character this long. How has it been? Because with the Sugar Plum Fairy, she's not as big as a character as Gingy. Gingy. So how has it been like trying to develop Gingy over this course?
1: Um, so I have loved how long this has run. I love how much time we get to spend with these characters and with the people backstage. Um, but I, I, I just loved that we don't have to give it up so soon. Cause lots of community theater shows, you get like a weekend two or week- two weekends, two maybe weekends like
0: sometimes one weekend back right. at my house.
1: Um, and, <laughs> and it's been it's been so great. And I am, not to sound cocky, but very proud of myself that I've been able to do it, that I haven't felt vocally
0: tired. Yes, that's the biggest you know, thing I'm proud of myself about.
1: Because we do, you do a voice for Donkey. I do a Gingy voice. Almost everybody in the show does something right. different than their regular speaking voice. And I... Well, that reminds me, I need to take a vitamin tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's been it's been so fun. When I first got the script... I remember trying to say the lines in like different variations to see where I liked it sitting, you know. And I remember talking with my mom about it because she was helping me go over music and stuff, um, and to try to figure out what what fit best and where it wasn't gonna hurt me if I you know, was doing it over and over
0: and over again. And I, I, I like just the way I loved it. You scream it. when they first roll you out, like it's always like different. <laughs> oh, oh. I love it, and then like even being in the scene. Sometimes you accidentally say things faster or slower, and it's like, oh, wait, I'm gonna try that tonight at the second show, and just kind of play with things. Right, and And that's
1: what's been so fun because we have so many performances. You can do little variations here and there, like I'm gonna scream a little longer here, or I'm gonna, you know, do a different inflection in this sentence for this. You know, it's just really, really nice. It's so fun.
0: we have a shorter process to rehearse in this process, but in the community theater, you have a longer process. Yeah. And it makes me just think, like, when I get back home, we're doing Dream girls. For me now, my mindset is just nothing should ever take that long anymore. Yes. And I don't care what level you are of ability, because you always are going to think that, you can't do it. And I probably can be a little harsh. I definitely sent out some threats yesterday to the Dream Girls cast, and I love y'all, but I meant what I said. Um, regardless of what level you are on in community theater, because there's people on the show who are going to be professionals or you're going to consider them professional or you're going to think they're better than you, but that's going to be in life with everything. and You can't worry about that. You can't worry about what somebody else is able to give because you're not them.
1: You just have to worry about you.
0: And it's just like, you know... It, Understudy for Donkey and Thomas once said he was like, "I don't know if I can do it like you." I said, "Well, you don't have to worry about doing it like me because you're gonna do it like you." Right. And it's preference. You don't know who's gonna come to the show and see you that one day and just like, "Oh, I loved him," for whatever reason. Sometimes it has nothing to do with what you're giving on stage. Somebody could read my bio and be like, "Oh, that's so nice. He dedicated to his fiance and just be in love with me just because of that." Right. And what's so nice about being in
1: an ensemble like this, where we're all specific characters, is you never know who in the audience is looking at you. Because at some point, someone is looking at you, and it's so fun. It's a nice reminder, which I think you should always be on. You should always be giving everything you can. Always, no matter what you're exactly, no matter what you are in the show. But especially in this one, because we all look so different and unique, and And you're already characters from
0: other. That they
1: know, already that they know. Yeah, Um, so it's
0: not like there's this new person you need to introduce. You already have a backstory without having to give it in this show.
1: Right, without having to create it. Everyone just knows who you are already. And that's what's been so fun about being in an ensemble like this is you have to be on. You can't be worrying about what that pig's doing over there or what Peter Pan's doing over there. You just have to be worried about what you're doing because someone's looking at you. Right. And you just got to do
0: the best you can do. So moving on. Yes. I thought initially I was the only one in the cast who did not go to school for musical theater, have a musical theater degree, have a conservatory degree, or any of the above.
1: And we found this out like a week ago. Like last week. Yes. I was like, oh I thought my it was gosh. just me. I know.
0: <laughs> so that was something that held me back from doing theater. I said, well, I'm not going to do anything because I don't like read music. I don't like, I barely read music. I don't sight read. I don't do this, 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 and this. And I was like, there I go again, t- saying all the negative things. Um, I do, and it's easy to remember those things, but I didn't. I wasn't making a list of how hard I work, how easy I am to work with, how quick I learn, how um, urgent I am to get something done on my own without anyone having to tell me. I didn't have that list, but I always had that list of negative things and why not? Me too. So we always got, we need to balance those things out. And sometimes give yourself kudos. It's okay. Because if you sing a run, I'm like, yes. When Sarah sings we're all like, yes. But if I sing, I'm not doing that for myself. Because if you do, somebody's going to think you're like being cocky. And I don't understand why that is. Like, why can't I give it up from myself the way I do for anyone else. Right. So when you graduated high school, did you have
1: plans on going to school for theater? No, I did not. So it was something that I did in high school. I did my theater, my LaSalle High School. Shout out. Um, Shout out. Did theater at LaSalle and I loved it. It was amazing. I did community theater also throughout high school. So I was doing both my school shows and community theater and I just loved it. But I never thought about it as a career because my mom sings, like she canters at church and stuff, but no one else in my family does anything artistic. So I never thought about it as a job. Plus, when it came to college, I was completely on my own to pay for it. And my thought process was theater isn't something that you graduate and start a job and can pay loans (laughs) and bills. It just isn't something. It's not
0: a stable job. Exactly.
1: Yes. And that was way too stressful for me to entertain the idea. Like, yes, I would have loved to. I love theater. I love doing this or I wouldn't be here. But I also love eating and living you know if i
0: ever go broke it would be from buying food yeah like not anything yes. else it would be from buying food oh my gosh every day.
1: and and that is what was so stress, stressful about it was i wanted more stability and when you do something artistic it that just isn't there you know and and i but i think that there are so many resources outside of school like i feel like
0: like community theater
1: exactly i like, like learned learn so how to do much everything. yes from just performing from being in a show you learn so much going through that
0: process being around other people who are seeing how they work going to school i yes. pick up things i luckily my community theater is like combined not combined but they have like um, a working relationship with the university so the president of the theater department is on the board of My local playhouse So sometimes he directs Sometimes his wife directs Sometimes the musical director From the school Comes and directs shows And the lady Dr. Nancy Anderson Wolfgang Who was there A few years ago um, Was a great musical director So every time she was there I was like Tell me this Tell me this What about this What about this Questions out the wazoo Same for um, Matthew Mazaraski And Pat Foltz Always asking questions We've had dinner We've t- we've talked about Like career choices And stuff I even told him Before I came here For this audition I was like Hey I planned on doing this before When I walk in From an audition Is it appropriate He was like If it's genuinely you Yeah Then yeah Like don't try to Enforce anything But that's if that's who you are But I always got, get nervous because I can tell the difference sometimes when people went to school and there's a certain polish or knowledge that they have on things yeah. about how to conduct yourself maybe in an audition or you know how to put your book together. And I'm literally rogue from X-Men. I <laughs> uh, went off on my own and then I like uh, touch somebody and take everything I can from them and spit out everything else I don't need and I just keep those things with me until I get to the next one and I learn something else and that's just how I had to build on top of you know having lessons like a singing lessons here and there but most of the time it was just being in these community theater shows well and you
1: meet people like you said that go to school for theater and every time I meet somebody that's gone to school I try to pick their brain like is there something I don't know is there something I'm missing because I think I've read every article and watched every video on theater just that exists at all, right. I'm, I, well, I, I'm so thirsty for knowledge always. I know there's always more I can learn. There's always more technique I can learn, a better way to do something, a stronger way to do something. And I wish I could afford to go to school for theater. It's just not in the cards for me, you know? And I'm always just so, I know there's so much out there to learn, whether it be from other performers or from the internet or, you know, whatever.
0: And even for you and for now, where you are in your life, I wouldn't even say go back to school to get like a musical theater degree. I think going to maybe acting classes or singing and dancing classes right now would be what helped you. Maybe getting like a mentor or something versus going back to school to get the full education from acting 101 because you've done enough, well, done a lot, and community theater does teach you a lot. You learn those things. Some people are going to be in class learning the same things. I don't need to write a paper about it, and I'm not. Mm-hmm. So I
1: think you learn uh, well me personally I learn better doing it and yeah. I think like you were saying with community theater it's such a great resource I've learned so much more about myself and about Acting and and singing and technique and everything just from being in shows. From being in good shows and bad shows. I, yep. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
0: listen,
1: <laughs> where you're I, the best and where you're the worst. You know.
0: Listen, listen. I've I have learned. Oh. I did hairspray started at the from of the, the year. bottom. Oh, I started from the bottom. Oh, okay. me too. <laughs> I did hairspray at the beginning of the year, and I had started a new job, and where the show was was an hour away, so I basically got there tech week. I went to like three. Days of rehearsal Different days And I was like I can't really be there And I just tried to reassure The um, girl who was directing Francine Parr The lovely Francine Parr And I just tried to reassure her That you know When I got there I'm like I'm gonna know my stuff Just I, I, I guarantee you I promise you I just recently played this role And she trusted me to do that But there were a lot of like New kids in that show And it was so frustrating for me Because they were there to have fun And they did a good job but I, I wasn't there to see the whole process, and there were things that when I, by the time I got there, I wanted them to have have down already. Yeah. And but that's community theater, and I felt like I was a little harsh at times, and I didn't realize it until after the fact. It was only one weekend. I'm like, what? Don't I was like, I haven't even been here, and I'm like, no, everything. I don't know why I snapped. Y'all yeah. can't see that. <laughs> there I, was a snap. Right. It was dramatic. But I was like, you know, I don't understand what you guys are not doing or not getting, but you need to. You're low. And I felt like I, I might've been mean a couple of times and I felt bad. I had to apologize to a few people and they're like, well, you know, you're just being hard. I'm like, I just hope I wasn't too hard, but I'm going to push. I'm going to push anyone sometimes whether they like it or not. And whether you want to hear it or not. And I'm just it's hard not it. to in community theater when you've seen them do the same thing
1: over and over and over. And you know, people just aren't working at home or they're not picking it up. And it's just
0: so hard to see, like just, just- do, you know rehearsal is so we work. can come and learn. Do the you, work. You rehearse at home. Yes. You know, like, you, you just can't back, come back here and be like, what did we do again? I
1: think it's going to be impossible to
0: go back to community theater after this. <laughs> I'm going right back into it. Me and too. <laughs> I've been like,
1: oh, Yeah, taking deep breaths.
0: And I'm working with a lot of great people. Like, my best, one of my best friends, Joshua William Green, who will be on the podcast, podcast very soon. <laughs> he is one of, like, the people I look up to. I could call him a mentor because he's been... Trained his mom had a dance studio, she's a professional. His brother is a professional, he lives in LA making music like all his family does music. And um, so I look to him and ask him for advice all the time, and I would pick his brain. But he's back in the show, he's been on Broadway, he's performed at the Grammys, wow. he just got off a national tour, so he's back, and that goes out to to people to let them know that you're never too big for anything. Or people always don't assume that if a person's done that, that they think they're bigger and better than you. Because he was glad to come back. He's excited to come That's back awesome. to the community theater stage where he did some of his shows, some of his first shows and performed with his friends. So that is a great thing that to, I is. that he would do. Because I didn't know if he would even be allowed to because of like, you know, contracts and and stuff. Yeah. So I was very pleased. To have him. And I can't wait to get back on stage with him. And we haven't been on stage together in a musical in five years. Wow. Four, four years. like, like That's four a years. long time. And I'm so excited because we've both grown so much. I mean, I haven't been on Broadway at the Grammys, but <laughs> <laughs> I've grown. Which is pretty right? good. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, wow. I just, I'm so excited for us to be in these new spaces. And this is what I want to do. I want to have my own business to where I can hire my friends and be like, hey, we're performing in Seattle this weekend. You free? Right. Yes. I got you. Yes. That's, and
1: and that's great that he can come back to community theater because that's where we all start doing stuff. Yeah. You know, it's where you build your foundation of knowledge like and when who you are. Go back
0: to the the theater stage and they're like, oh, what is Denzel doing on Broadway? Yeah, well, did you know that's where he started? That's doing, where he
1: started exactly doing the shows exactly.
0: And it's community theater has been so good to me. And I had a friend one time who was like, um, she had graduated and she felt like. I was doing too many shows, me and my fiance were, are you doing all of those shows? You're doing all of those shows for free? And I'm like, well, one, it's what I want to do, and it's what I love to do, and I'm still learning, and this is my training. I'm like, I need to be in the show. I need to have a routine to learn. I need to have lines to learn to remember, because... When I have my regular day job and I come home, I don't want to do that stuff sometimes. So it's like almost forcing me to stay in the habit of trying to progress myself and and better myself. Yes. And it's an
1: outlet. Like your creative outlet is this. Even if you're not working and getting paid to do it, you're still expressing yourself creatively, which makes doing that eight to five job a little less horrible.
0: Right. It's like, I can't (laughs) wait to get out of here. Exactly. So when you do end up in a show that's like, not that great, or doesn't have a cast you like bond with. You like leave work that you can't stand, and then you get to rehearse and it's like, oh, I can't that stand can't these people either. again. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and that's where I started to get like, I'm like, I don't know, like, what am I supposed to do? I'm 28. Things didn't map out the way I wanted them to. I should have five Grammys by now. Like, uh, like, what's going on? It's happening
1: world, right? Come on, like, universe. What happened?
0: I, I, the Tony's not calling. Like, right? What the I heck? Was, Broadway, I was suppo- come supposed on. Supposed to be hosting the BET Awards by this year, but um. I should be on the Broadway by
1: now. Let's go. The Broadway,
0: right? <laughs> so it's having to even with things like that to like rebuild yourself or like rebrand yourself. I was doing all types of things. I started a podcast with my friends. I started do, being a part of other things. I was writing articles for online um, like um, magazines and and blogs and stuff. And I was just like, I was trying to find a way in the industry, like by any means. And yeah. with doing all that stuff, I found a new love of me just liking to express myself and me having a vision and a story that I want to share my way. And that's why I have my podcast. I'm excited to, um, I performed at Columbus Pride while I was here. It was yes. like my first time performing it by myself in a long time. And I had more of a clear vision of how to present myself on stage. So I'm excited to perform at Akron Pride on August wait, wait, August 24th. Yes, August twenty fourth, Akron Pride. We'll have more information about that soon. I'm excited to. I have new songs that I'm going to perform. A Ooh. Be Prepared remix from the Lion King. Yes, love that. And I'm also going to do my um, Little Mermaid Megatron challenge. Also, so used. stick around and listen up for that. But again, having these opportunities to perform, sometimes whether it's paying or not, I prefer paying. Yes, but love money. Hey. Started from the bottom, never forget where you came from.
1: Exactly. And some of the community theaters, like where I started doing community theater in high school, was a little rough around the edges. However, if I wouldn't have started there, I wouldn't have had the lead experience that I was able to gain when I was, you know, 16, 18 years old. And it was a little bit, everybody doing everything. So it was like, I learned a little bit about costumes, a little bit about sets, lights, because we all had to do everything. I was painting. Yes, exactly. A little
0: bit about, you know, um, and
1: I'm very, very thankful for that time.
0: Yes. And you get the opportunity to be a part of just like crew or just the sound and learn to do it. They'll teach you to do it. Versus here they're not, they're hiring people who already know right what they're you know, what right. they're doing. Like
1: this experience isn't somewhere where you're learning how to do everything. You just come here and do your job.
0: Yeah, they want you to know. And I have to remember that when I'm in these shows because I remember being that person. Even though I was more urgent and ready to learn and eager to learn, I'm not gonna take that experience away from somebody else. But remember you have to give the same effort because I don't expect I don't accept anything less. I'm like, I understand you want to be here to have fun, but this is a job too. We're here to have fun, but it is a job too. And you need to be respectful of your team.
1: Exactly. And this wasn't such a a shock for me. It it was definitely a different process because we rehearsed for two and a half weeks. However, I try to carry myself and rehearse in a way that is professional so that if I'm working professionally, it's not something that is such a large change for me. Um, so that was nice that here the expectation is already there f- to be professional and to know your stuff and come in and prepared. I think that's the only bad thing about community theater is a lot of people are there only to have fun. Like their first priority is that it's social and right. the expectation isn't there. You have to tell them, learn your lines, come in prepared, you know, and right. here people just are that. Right. It was so refreshing.
0: It was, it was one of the most refreshing moments of this experience. And on that note, we're going to be ending pretty soon. Um, I'm so happy I got a chance to talk to you. Yes. I'm going to try to do like a little group setting thing to where I can talk to you and like somebody else. And we just kind of like chat and have more fun and just ruminate. Yeah, like some tea time. I love that. I'm glad I got to do this. And I know some people were hesitant in the beginning because Mary was nervous. She's like, I don't know what we're going to talk about. Like, we're just gonna talk and I'm gonna ask you some questions. I'm sure you'll have other things that you're gonna bring up. And I in the last few episodes have kinda like left my like plans to the side. I kinda look at them now versus how at the beginning I was like, This is what we're gonna talk about and this is what we're gonna talk about. And I'm gonna ask this, but I will have to erase some things because the guests will bring up something else. I'm like, Oh no, I like that. I'm not gonna stop them. Yeah. So I have had a great time. And I was really hoping I would be able to interview most of the people, but it turned into like the whole adult cast and now it's the entire cast because I'm going to do the kids and ah, I'm going to yes. do Chris Beiser, also our director, choreographer. So that's awesome. I was like, wow. And it's just, again, opened my mind to what else I could do other than being on stage and being a performer and where else my love is versus just for being a stage performer because I thought that was all I wanted to do. And I was like, I can get my message out in so many different ways now.
1: Yes, And it's so nice to hear what everyone has to say. You never know what people are thinking or how they're feeling about a process or about a show. And it's been so interesting listening to everyone else's podcast that you've done so far and how they're thinking and feeling about the process. It's just been so nice.
0: Right. And it's because we like have conversations and we may have talked about these things, but sometimes when it's you know, all thirteen or four or whatever there is of us. You don't hear everybody say these little things. Right. So it's been very refreshing for this me. This has
1: been very nice. Thank you for having me. Oh thank you
0: for being a guest. So are there any questions you have for me?
1: Yes. Mm. Um why did you not choose to go to school for theater?
0: Um, because or my school. parents told me I needed to get a real job. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't like force that in my head, but they um sometimes would say things like Um, you need to make sure you get a job or have a job that's, um, you know, stable, especially my dad, he's a hard worker and he has been working hard for my whole life. So he's like, I can't pay for you to go to college. So you're either going to get something scholarship with the academics or sports. He was a big sports guy. He's a playground legend. And that guy, everybody's like, should have made it in my town. So everyone knows my dad, all my friends' parents know, they know my dad. So I was like, oh, I'm going to play basketball and I'm going to be five, nine and I'm going to the NBA. Wrong. <laughs> so, um, I didn't start doing theater actually till I was twenty. Oh, because um, of my sexuality, I didn't want to get called names on top of already being feminine. I was like, I'm, I'm not singing because I got made fun of it for so long, and I just had horrible stage fright. So that's so
1: sad. By the
0: time I was twenty, I was just like, okay, I don't even know where to begin. And then I had to work. I was like, from the time I was like 19 to like 21, I had moved to like three different locations because I moved out of my dad's house and life was hard. I just didn't, I was trying to get a grasp on life and who I was and dealing with my sexuality versus any type of career. I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. And then, um, this girl asked me to do a show and I went and I did hairspray like the month before I turned 20, month before I turned 21, actually. And it was a great experience. And that theater was such a humbling and inviting theater, Top Hat Productions. And I just kept going back. And then it was all she wrote. I went to the Youngstown Playhouse. And I just kept going. I've always loved to sing. I've always loved to sing. I would even write songs as a child. I was telling someone else. I didn't even realize how long I've been a songwriter. I've been writing songs since I was in elementary school. That's amazing. I just didn't think that's what I was doing. I didn't understand that's what I was doing because I was like, oh, these are stupid. <laughs> but So that's why I'm like, anything you want to do, just do it. Just at least try. You have to at least like, You never try. know until you do it. And in 2014, I tried to go back to school for theater because I experienced that. A musical director, I went to this like competition. She was like, you need to be one of my students. I was like, oh, okay. So I signed up, and I was going to schedule classes. I had an advisor and everything, and I get there, and they were like, oh, you can't schedule classes. I was like, why not? They were like, oh, because you owe all of this money here. You want to pay it today? No. No, Ooh. I don't want to pay this here because my first year of college, I like dropped all of these classes because life and I didn't, you know, realize what was going on. So that really made me depressed. I was like, wow, I literally thought I was going to be able to go to school. And they let me go through a week. I was up at that school doing all the things I thought I needed to do, talking to advisors. I'm like, how did y'all catch this before? Y'all right. thought I had this money? Girl, please. So that's why I didn't go. And then I decided, I was like, I don't need to go back. I need to just keep working hard on what I already have. Yeah. Any more questions?
1: No, that was it. I'm just so happy that there's more than yes. just me. I was, we did we
0: get really hyped. We, could, we oh did. We like, what? Like, screw everybody else. You guys yeah. suck. Education what? Education who? Yes. So <laughs> would you let the people know where they can find you on social media so they can yes. keep up with you and see what you're doing next?
1: Yes. I'm in a show 25-7, so please follow me. Um, I'm Mary Vossiberg on Facebook, and then on Instagram. Instagram and Snapchat. I'm Vossie, which is M-V-O-S-S-E-Y.
0: And I do have one more question. After, you know, getting into the show, having this experience with the people you have, now what do you think of yourself as a professional and what are you going to do next? What are are your plans next as far as auditioning for stuff?
1: So I, I feel like I have grown so much throughout this process and we kind of talked about it before. I... I'm just so proud that I could do it and keep up with people that have gone to school for theater. You know, you get prepared for something like this. Too. I know. Yes. It's we're we're getting there. Um, and just with other people, like the other people in the ensemble are, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old. Um, and i I'm just so proud of myself that I'm able to do it and happy about it. Like every yes. day we get there and I'm still so excited to do the show. Um, when they're not trying to kill us
0: with the 103 degree
1: weather. You know, yeah. I didn't really want to do the show that day.
0: <laughs> I said, oh, next time Thomas is going on, oh, I'm like, y'all know that right now.
1: <laughs> Swinging out. Listen. <laughs> um, and I, I don't really know what's next. The This process has made me consider auditioning for more professional things in the future professional things, meaning this run, I have to miss, you know, work from my day job, my real job, air quotes. And this is the first time that I've ever entertained the idea of trying to do this for real. And I, I mean, I don't know. We, we shall see, but I'm very re- considering it because this has been should. so nice to work like this. And to know that it's something that I can do mm-hmm. is has just been such a great almost revelation. Not like I didn't know I could do theater. I've been doing it for, you know, a very long time now, because I'm always in a show. But right. just that I can keep up with people that are professionals, that I before this experience would have considered so far out of my league and what
0: I could accomplish as a professional. And it let just lets you know that um yeah. People go to these schools, even when it was me in the this house with all of the kids from Newsies and everybody went to either AMDA, like 90% of everybody had went to AMDA or another nice yeah. theater school. And I felt so good to not be intimidated by it because yes. I used to be. Yes. And that, I was so happy with my progress mentally over anything I could do physically.
1: Yeah, and I, I think, completely agree. I was so intimidated. Another reason coming in that everyone was going to school for theater or had a degree. And now I feel, I don't feel intimidated by that anymore because I've been able to keep up with them and excel just like they do. Well,
0: you know, you we're know, all real people. mamas and daddies just got money. Right. I don't know people who've and been taking dance classes and don't. singing classes since they were young and they suck. <laughs> That's <laughs> Just the, tea. You took the class, don't we <laughs> That's the tea, y'all. That's and on that note, this is James Major Burns and... Mary Vossieberg. Do it again. James Major Burns and... Mary Christine Vossieberg. Yes. <laughs> and this has been The Third Degree. Bye-bye, folks. Bye.